the latest and greatest toys were revealed at Toy Fair 2020 this past weekend, and the hottest toys getting the most buzz seemed awfully familiar. Also, Brian's hunt for ice cream reveals another sweet treat. Stay tuned as we talk about this and more on this in-between episode. This is Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham. Sitting across from me, as always, is Preston Burt. Preston, are you chocolate or vanilla? <laughs> I'm pretty vanilla, I think. <laughs> vanilla? All yeah. right. I, I like a mix of everything. Oh, are we? I didn't know if we were talking about flavor choices or just <laughs> my lifestyle in general. I'm, I'm pretty vanilla if it comes by lifestyle, but I do like I do like some chocolate. I like it. I like as wild as I can get. I was always about suicide drinks when I was a kid, uh-huh. uh, and so if I can just, it's weird. I only like mixing things together if it's a treat. If it's actual food, I will eat all of one thing and then move on to the next piece. But if it's like ice cream or candy or something, Uh just throw it all in a thing and I'll just shove it all in my face. Are you the kind of person who has to have like division of foods too? Like I know people close to me who, who they can't have foods touch. Yeah. I, that, that part doesn't bother me. I will just save that part for last. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, let's say you, you go to like, I, or cracker barrel, right. And I will just like eat all of my mac and cheese first Mm -hmm. and then move on to my rice or what, you know, and just eat everything. And then when it's all done and said, I will use bread to like shove everything onto a fork and eat it. But uh, I just focus on one food and then move on to the other. Man, the listeners are (laughs) are just eating this content up. (laughs) You Um, want to hear my opinion on cash drawers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's an in-between episode, obviously, if you've listened to the top of the show or read the 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 episode title um and all that is is this is just a a time in between some of our more focused episodes where we do a little bit more research i know if you listen to some of the other podcasts you you question whether or not we actually do research but <laughs> we do actually tr- try to think thematically and, and and focus a a topic around one single episode and, and do some work behind that so this is just a little bit more free-flowing Catching on on some interesting things that we've done or some interesting topics in the news that may not be worthy of their own episode. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the most recent thing I think that's noteworthy that's kind of uh, in our alley or um, part of the conversation for Wayback Attack would be the, the Toy Fair. Yeah. And this is something that I have wanted to go to for a while. I've never gone. Um, but I would like to go. It's in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's where they reveal... All the latest and greatest new toys coming out for the year that they hope will get buyers excited for maybe even next Christmas season or or whenever. Um, I don't know when some of these are. Some of these may be out now. Who knows? Yeah, some of them are out because I know some of the McFarlane toys that they showed off. Well, it's across the board with that stuff, but some of them that are shown off uh, like are already out and yeah. available for purchase. Well, what's great now, though, is that we have social media. Mm-hmm. And so even if you don't go, you don't have to wait until a month later when a magazine comes out. Um you can see everything right now. And so I I just thought we'd talk about some of the reactions to some of the stuff that we saw coming out. And um, I don't know if uh, you had something that you thought was noteworthy right at the gate. Well, you, before I get to that, you did say something that took me back. Okay. Right? So um, talking about needing magazines to catch up on stuff. Uh-huh. Did you read like toy, was it toy biz, right? 
uh, and Wiz- like I know Wizard. It was They're- Toy Fair, but it was spelled F A R E. Okay, right? is that what it was? I think so. I think that's what the show is. And then, um, uh, I read Tomart's action figure price guide. I did not read that. No, no, I because I, I used to read Wizard, and they would talk about it there. And then you also had Toy Fair that had, always had all the new stuff coming out. What's Tomart's? Uh, it was just like it was mostly a price guide, uh-huh. but then they had the front half of the magazine was you know new, new figures stuff. And stuff and pictures of you know glamour shots of figures coming out and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to look up Toy Fair if I'm wrong, but yeah, it was made by the. It was a. I think it was published by the Wizards. Right, group, it was right? the same people. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah. So as far as like new stuff that that came out, you know, you had uh. The things that I really, like, the first things that I saw that I was like, oh, cool, that looks awesome, was obviously, like, the Ghostbuster stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. I don't remember who's making that. I would assume Hasbro. I don't know. Do you know yeah. who's making it? Uh, I don't know. Anyways. It's probably Hasbro, yeah. but I know they, they own Kenner now, right? Yeah. So, and, and Oh, so, yeah, because they do the Star Wars stuff, and Star uh-huh. Wars was Kenner. So, yeah. yes. the Because uh, they had real Ghostbusters and... The live-action Ghostbusters. Right. Uh, new toys for both those lines. And the real Ghostbusters stuff was the first this, the first stuff that I saw. And that's new, right? What? Did you see that? No. You're talking about... The it's a new release, but of the old style. No, I'm talking about the... the yeah, the of the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that was the very first thing I saw for, come out of Toy Fair. Uh, sorry. Yes, Toy Fair. You got me <laughs> weirded out by the magazine name, which I looked up on Wikipedia, and I was right, is T-O-Y-F-A-R-E. Okay. Um, no, the, yes, it's weird. At one point I'm very excited Mm -hmm. that they have these because I'm actually trying to collect, uh, some of my vintage Ghostbusters and I thought that would look cool. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time I realized in my hard hearts, I know it's not vintage, so it's not important to me. Do you have, you, do you have the proton thing that shot the little, no, I had that when I was a kid I wish I still had that somewhere. But yeah, those were the newly released Hasbro styled uh-huh. things they they look like they just reprinted them old right. i mean it is pitch perfect the little ghosts that they come with are exactly the same they look really cool so if you're hugely nostalgic for ghostbusters and the real ghostbusters yep. the cartoon and specifically this is going to be great for you to pick up and display on a shelf it'll be awesome um and then you're right i did see the stylized ghostbusters um, but what was interesting to me is that they got the brand new movie coming out, and I didn't see any figures advertised for that, the afterlife. Well, you don't right? know if there's going to be any notable things to make toys of. I, I mean, they've revealed, though, that they're going to have, you know, the Finn Wolfhard kid, and they got the girl shooting out of the gunner's seat uh-huh. in the trailer. So they got some people that they can yeah. establish. The, you know, um, I think that this whole thing with them using these old molds to make these toys again is really interesting. And I think, you know, I do a lot of video game stuff. And the foresight that these companies have compared to the video game industry is night and day. Mm-hmm. Like, video game companies all the time, like, they lose their master code and, like, or they'll hide, like, their programming code, like, in the at, like in the ceiling tiles of the business that they're in, and then the company will move, and then all, like, this, like, stuff from their, like, oh, they need this this to be able to re-release this game, like, mm-hmm. this code that's hidden in the ceiling in this old business park, right? <laughs> and, like, these other companies, because Playmates did the same thing recently with, uh, like, uh, 
where they re-released the original turtles and they use the exact same molds. Like the plastic is a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. some of the coloring is off a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, just the foresight it's, I wonder, I guess toys have been around longer. And so they've had more history with this. I'm sure if you look back, like in the twenties or something like that, there were companies that made things and they didn't keep original molds and stuff. But I think it's, it's cool that kind of going forward from our childhood, like toys that come out will have re-releases presumably that will appeal to like my kids. Mm-hmm. If they, I guess they'll just make remake mystery minis and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird to me though. Um, I, I thought we might list some, some figures before I, I got into this, but um, you know, I posted on Twitter, this satirical image that someone had made up. Right. Uh-huh made to look like a toy catalog from mm-hmm. like a jc penny catalog from back in the day but it's you know a guy who's 40 years old and it's the toys it's the ghostbusters and the ninja turtles and the it's they're they're shilling the same stuff they did 30 35 years ago right and it it brings up an interesting cop- a conversation because you know obviously on one level i'm like you know let people be happy let them buy what they want mm-hmm. it's what you know, obviously they wouldn't be putting it out if it wouldn't wasn't selling. And as we know, just from you know, pitching our own podcast, nostalgia is huge. Nostalgia right. is in. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I I wonder where the creativity and the innovation has gone as far as creating something new. And then what you brought up just a minute ago about your own kids, like, do kids really want this stuff, or is it just parents kind of? maybe knowingly or unknowingly mm-hmm. just like veering the children towards that stuff that is familiar and soothing and memorable. Right. Um, because you want to connect with them on some level. Right. I don't fault parents for that, but uh, I wonder if that's kind of w- part of the big push for this stuff or I could be wrong. Or is it totally dudes like me and you that are just buying the fire out of this um, and it's making the money, so they're putting it out. Right. Well, you know, you think about stuff like when you were a kid, did you, you know, I talked about Cracker Barrel earlier. Did you buy stuff from the Cracker Barrel shop, right? Dude, you were all in on Cracker Barrel. <laughs> this podcast episode is not sponsored by Cracker hey, Barrel. Sonic was all about Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> but So, like, I used to buy a lot of, I, 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 I bought a couple toys from, like, those shops or whatever, but most of the time I would buy, like, the Shadow Radio Plays and stuff. But, like, do you ever remember – because that's the only thing I can think of, like, when we were kids that our parents would have been like, oh, this is the toy that I played with when I was a kid. It's a harmonica. No, that's what I'm wondering. (laughs) I'm like, you know, my mom wasn't, like, shuffling howdy doody on me or anything, you know, right? Yeah. So, Uh, because, like, the things that my kids mostly play with right now, my oldest daughter, she's in a weird spot where, like, she's never been a huge toy kid. Uh-huh. Um, but my youngest daughter loves dolls mm-hmm. and she, like she likes they're not the real American Girl dolls but it's the ones from Target uh-huh. and but she still calls them American Girl dolls because they come with books and everything just like those but like that's the only like she loves those things and you know so that like I can easily go oh these are the things that she likes but my oldest daughter she still likes Barbies and stuff like that and they'll play with them together but she's she's just never been a part of it but they don't ever watch cartoons Right. Mm-hmm. Or not cartoons, commercials. Because, uh, you know, I have YouTube Premium. And then 
they don't, I don't have real TV. And so they never see cartoons for toys that are coming out. Yeah. And so like, that's just not even like a part of their life. Like, so I, I thought about this while you were talking. I did pay attention to what you were saying. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought there, there are a couple of instances of carryovers. Yeah. So Barbie, mm-hmm. um, they had those in the, in the sixties right. as well. So mm-hmm. like Barbie, there's a level of connection, mother and daughter there uh, for a long time. GI Joe, we uh-huh. had uh-huh. not directly because they we didn't have the 12 inch, but the name brand had some identifying things. So right. maybe there's some parental nudging in that direction there. But what you were mentioning earlier, the the TV shows and stuff. I think, I think we had so much to build on because we had so many TV shows that were just basically advertising for toy lines right? and they don't do that now. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe that's where there's a lack of it. I do know that like my kids, when they were really little with some of the Disney junior shows, uh-huh. and some of the Nickelodeon shows, we did get custom stuff. Like we had little Einstein's figures for my oldest. She loved mm-hmm. little Einstein. Uh, I'm trying to think about some other stuff. They did make that, but it's weird. You know, I would have thought by now that there would have been another, like, monumental toy line that has been established. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Pokemon, that was started in the the late 90s. Yeah. But I really can't think of anything that's, like, a huge monolith brand that has carried over um, or that has started in the mid-2000s and, and later. The Wiggles. The w- <laughs> No, they, no, they missed no. out on the toy line. No. Well, anyway, this is a it's quite a conundrum. I have no answers. I just no. like to to theorize about this stuff. It's interesting. Yeah, I I think about it a lot because of the lack of commercials. Uh-huh. Like there was like a I I I for something happened where like I was changing accounts or something like that, and so I didn't have YouTube Premium for like a week or something because uh, I forgot to. I think I'd lost my debit card. Anyways, regardless. The, and so the girls saw commercials for the first time and they're like, what is this? <laughs> because they were watching shows on YouTube and then like they were having to watch commercials during them. And I was and that's what made me go, oh, yeah, I need to sign back up for this. That's funny. And so but but yeah, like they just have no concept of of commercials. And so that, I well, think we didn't strange. really even realize we were watching extended commercials yeah. for toy because they made the cartoons so good. Well, even the commercials, but, themselves, but the commercials were cool. themselves were cool. Yeah. Um, and they were a lot also for the toy lines, too. right? Uh-huh. But um, yeah, they don't they don't have that anymore. So based off what you have seen, right. going back to the original thing, what was probably the coolest thing that you saw that you're like, I like this, even though it's a redo. Um, I like some of the, I like some of the Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I uh-huh. like, I think it's stylized and updated in a way that's it's kind different. of cell shaded yeah different uh-huh. from the original um but still harkens back to that yeah so that's pretty cool i do like that also like i'm a i'm a huge turtle person and there's been there have been iterations of the nickelodeon's turtles that i just like i'm like oh i don't like the way that looks mm-hmm. or whatever uh but i do like the look of these toys like like they're they still retain the original look but are a, li- a little bit more stylized mm-hmm. for today's youth and I don't buy these, um, but I appreciate that they're out there. Uh-huh. And and those are the the highly detailed figures from like 
McFarlane previously, but now NECA. Mm. Um, and so, like, I saw they had not only a, a ghost face from Scream, yeah. but they had a, uh, a Rowdy Roddy Piper from mm-hmm. They Live. Mm-hmm. And I just, it makes me happy that a figure like that exists. Yeah. Like, it's just so weird and, and niche. Were you but, were you ever into that that stuff? Like when McFarlane started doing um the uh, movie what was it called? Movie I keep wanting to say movie masters, but that's not it. I can't remember what it's called. Mo- I don't remember. No. No. I was so back in the nineties I was all about McFarlane. I mean they were cool, but they were too expensive and I was over it. The um I the the McFarlane figures, so he did a, a ghost face also. Uh but the the McFarlane figures were awesome because they came with um, the figure, and then it had like this like bone thing that had the movie poster in it, mm-hmm. and so like you could like set them on a shelf or like in a, me and my friends usually did bookcases. We'd go to Walmart and buy bookcases, and then have like a toy line on a shelf mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um, and the uh, I was all about it, and so it's cool. It's cool that because I feel like. I probably stopped buying McFarlane stuff in like the 2006 ish era and started doing like a bunch of like expanding out into like fairies and dragons and stuff like that. And so I stopped, I just, it was like stuff that I just wasn't interested in. And I just stopped buying it. And so I like, I like that NECA is kind of like keeping the stuff alive because they make, sometimes they make really great toys. I'm all about, a lot of their figures, but when they start doing the cloth clothing and stuff like that, I've always hated that on toys uh, because I would much rather have a molded plastic look to it. Mm-hmm. So you can like, this is what it looks like. Not just like this toy is wearing this like really large trench coat and stuff. So uh, I'm excited for these new, these new NECA figures. I feel like you buried the lead and that we totally gloss over the <laughs> fact that in 2006, you were hardcore into fairies and dragons. No, please, I, I please said, expand. I said I wasn't. That's when he started making those figures. Oh. He because he he started doing like um, twisted fairy tales, and then he started doing this fairy and dragon line, and then oh. that's like when I was just like, I'm not buying any of this okay, stuff. I can... He he got more into that in sports, like hockey figures and oh, stuff, right. and I was just like, I don't need any of this. Yeah, movie I... masters is that what it was called? You said that like three times. Are you trying to will that phrase into existence? <laughs> if it's not, if, if he didn't call it that, I'm copywriting it right now. <laughs> all right. So you know what else I saw that was huge? Um, and I'm all for is He-Man and the Masters Universe. Okay. They had tons of new figures that are kind of like what I just talked about with the Ninja Turtles, wherein they're very, 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 very similar mm-hmm. to the original, but updated and stylized just slightly so they look... New and refreshed. Is this based off the new Netflix show, or is no, this, this like, is a like old... original oh, old school? Yeah, because oh, it's it's old school stuff. Old school stuff, like that... Manny Faces and yeah. He Man, and you know, um, Mondo mm-hmm. is putting out some really cool Masters of the Universe figures. Maybe that's who I, who it was that I saw mm-hmm. putting that out. Um, I I want to see. I'm so they have the the show that um. That the fat man on Batman, what's his name? Kevin Smith. Yes, they have the show that Kevin Smith's making, but they also have another show, don't they? That they're going to be coming out with. I feel like there's two Masters of the Universe shows coming out this year or or in production right now. And I think it's great that like they have that much faith in that property. Um, I'm more excited about the Kevin Smith one because of like the cast. They just announced. Oh my gosh, that. that cast list is crazy. Yeah, and so like. 
Uh, I'm ex- I'm excited for that, but um, you know, I, I feel like when I was a kid, I loved Masters of the Universe so much. I had those horrible VHS tapes that weren't animated. It was like you, it was basically a just still? pages. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it was like it'd be like, oh no, we need to look out for this. He said as he turned down the cor- you know, like oh, it was yeah. it was basically so just bad. reading a book to you. Uh, but I loved Masters those of the Universe. Those were golden. Oh, was that golden what it was? brand like uh-huh. the books? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, God, where the heck is this? So uh, you, I, we're still talking about toys, but I, you did mention the Netflix series, and I had to bring out that they have the cast list is incredible. Mark Hamill is going to be Skeletor. Uh huh. Lena Headey as Evelyn. Uh, Chris Wood as Prince Adam. I don't know him. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. Liam Cunningham's Man at Arms, Diedrich Bader as King Randor and Trapjaw, uh, Griffin Newman as Orko, Tiffany Smith as Ant. Do, do you know who Orko is? Griffin no. Newman. Uh-uh. That's that's um that's Arthur from the Tick and uh, the Amazon show. Oh, good, cool. I like him. Uh, Henry Rollins as Triclops, <laughs> and this one, like, I get it, but I I feel bad. Hey, he's got to be in it. Alan Oppenheimer oh. as Mossman. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jason Mewes. No. Uh, Alan Oppenheimer as Mossman. Alan Oppenheimer, you know him? No. He's the original voice of Skeletor. Oh, really? Oh, I, I would feel very upset about that. Well, who knows what his voice sounds I like. I mean, who cares? I'm sure he's fine. I've heard him do Skeletor recently. He can still pull really? it off. It's 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 almost there. Um, this is one, it's kind of like when Transformers came, you had to have right. Peter Cullen yeah. as Optimus Prime. I feel like you can't have Skeletor played by someone else, even if it's as good as Mark Hamill. I do, you, mean, do you think he's just going to do his Joker voice? No, I. Th- but I wonder if... See, here's the thing. I wonder if he'll come up with something new and try to be original, or if he'll really try to model after Alan Oppenheimer, which would be really weird because you could just have Alan Oppenheimer doing it. It's going to be his Joker voice. You think? That's all he does. I, hey, I got mad respect for Mark Hamill, uh, but if you watch... Um, so if you played the Darksiders video game, he plays like this character in it, but it's totally just the Joker voice. Uh-huh. And if you watch the Dark Fist, the Dark Crystal uh, show on Netflix, the character he plays is basically just the Joker voice. Uh-huh. Like I haven't watched that child's the new Child's Play, but I'm <laughs> willing to bet that he just does the Joker voice. No, I've heard him do other stuff. Um, I haven't heard it though, so I can't c- compare. All right, finishing out this list real quick. This is huge. This is like Murderer's Row of stuff. Um, Alicia Silverstone as Queen Marlena. Justin Long as Roboto. I just saw a really good movie starring Justin Long. It's came out at Fantastic Fest. Wasn't and I got a screener. It's called The Wave. The Wave? Yeah, it's like a really weird drug trip gone bad. Kind of like a memento thing where you have to uh-huh. figure out what's going on. You should check it out. Plug for The Wave. Uh, Jason Mewes as Stinkor. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect casting. Uh, Phil Lamar as Hero, Tony Todd, Candyman, right? Uh huh. Scareglow, um, and then people I recognize. Let's see. He'll he'll have a really good cartoon voice. Uh, Harley Quinn Smith, so Kevin Smith's daughter as Elena, and Kevin Conroy as Batman. Oh, Kevin Conroy. Do you know who that is? Yeah, Batman. I know. It's exciting. Batman and the Joker in the same cartoon again. I know. Wow. So pretty cool. I'm excited for that. Um, but finishing out the toys, any last thoughts about toys from Toy Fair that you saw? 
you know, I've stopped buying pops. No. But there's a... You had an addiction there for a while, bro. Yeah. Well, so the the thing with pops... Did you stop because you bought them all? No. I just got to a point where I was like, (laughs) I'd rather have nicer collectibles Uh than just a number of collectibles. Or money. Yeah. Well, no, because I'll spend the money on on nicer collectibles. Um, I just got to a point where I was like... So the thing, the appealing thing about pops is that... They're cute. I get it. I get it, bro. They're cute. No, they make figures that you normally wouldn't get. Like the Golden Girls. Like the Golden Girls or, you know... Captain Crunch or uh-huh. the Energizer Bunny, but, um, but like I got to a point where I was like, well, should, do I need to buy the Gremlin Pops or maybe just like try to find like a screen used Grim- prop from the Gremlins or you know something like that. Uh, and so I just was like, eh, I'm not buying Pops anymore. And sometimes there are ones that pop up where I'm like, oh, I really want that, uh-huh. and I'm like, no, I'm not buying Pops anymore. I'm not doing it. And so, but there was a lot of uh, Funko released a lot of uh, a lot of announcements for pops for, uh, at Toy Fair, and I'm just like, all right, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing. It. I don't care how much like I you can't really get this a collectible for this thing anywhere else. But it's nice when you can come to that realization on your own, and and it's just a paradigm shift. Yeah. So well, uh, it's it's like that with arcade collecting, right? Yeah. Totally. Like you go, oh, I just have to have it all, and then it's like, well, what are actually the good games? Yeah. Or I've had enough. I'm good. No. Um, no, that's good. So uh, one last thing I wanted to mention that was debuted at Toy Fair and that got some noteworthy buzz on CNET and all these kind of sites and stuff mm-hmm. is Tiger is re-releasing four – or not re-releasing, is releasing four new handheld games in the style of the old oh, God. Tiger Electronics handheld. They were so bad. And people people were going crazy over them, you know? Social media is like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. If it's not Ninja Gaiden, get out. And I'm with you, man. They're horrible. Yeah. Like, this is where nostalgia is gone bad. You uh-huh. know, say what you will for them re-releasing the Ghostbusters or putting out more and more Ninja Turtles or more and more He-Man. We've already have 7,000 versions of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, at least those toys were cool and these toys they're putting out are cool. Tiger Electronics... Those things sucked. There's a nostalgia for them because you had them when you were a kid, but admit it, you only played it because you couldn't play Game Boy. Yeah, they only they even sucked back then. Yeah, they were horrible back it, then. Th- those were gifts that your aunt bought you because she was like, oh, he likes video games. Let uh-huh. me get him this. So anyway, the four games coming out um, are Sonic the Hedgehog 3, okay. Disney's The Little Mermaid, Transformers Generation 2, and Marvel's X-Men Project X. Hmm. Um, so I am not well-versed enough to know if these are re-releases. I feel like they are. Um, but apparently they're coming out fall 2020. So you can get your crappy handheld nostalgia train in the fall. I mean, there are kids' electronics that are very similar to that that still comes out today. Mm-hmm. So why not? I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's like a, it's it's a step above a Tamagotchi. I mean... Remember? The LCD graphics on here are horrible. The response is awful. I mean, I'd rather play with one of those. Uh, <laughs> the water. The water the thing. Loops. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> I'd rather play with one of the little water toys yeah. than this. Mm-hmm. But um, teach their own. Some people will do anything to take their favorite video games everywhere they go. But now Tiger gives you all the fun and excitement of your favorite arcade game in the palm of your hand. Games like Double Dragon, 
jump, kick, and fight your way through four missions to defeat the big boss and save Marion to win. Also, coming soon from Tiger, Karnoff, Gauntlet, Jordanburg, Simon's Quest, and more. Each sold separately. Batteries not included. All right, so I wanted to talk to you about something that's been on my mind for a little while, which is a convention I am co-organizing. Okay. Uh, we've mentioned it before on the podcast, and that's way back weekend. Yeah. Um, we finally have some things rolling. The uh, The weekend itself is May 16th and 17th, mm-hmm. 2020. And um, th- if you're not already following our social media, you need to because we're going to have some guest announcements coming out. We just got some film screeners, uh, film screenings that we've booked. We've got musical acts. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Um, it's a nostalgia convention. They're going to have vendors and all kinds of fun things. But I wanted to talk to you because behind the scenes, we're having to work on a project that we're really excited about. And it's been like a vision of mine that I've had like this just grand blanket idea for and little mm-hmm. little images pop in in my head of what I'd like it to look like. Okay. But I don't necessarily have a grasp on everything I want to do and how the mechanics of it will work. And that is an 80s-themed escape room. Okay. So, one, <laughs> I've never been to an escape room. Mm-hmm. Um, because, personally, I know me and my personality, I would not enjoy this. <laughs> but, but <laughs> so, like, okay, I get that. Uh-huh. So, I've never been to an escape room either. Okay. Because I feel like I would be one of those people, I've heard the horror stories from escape rooms. Uh-huh. I'll be one of those people that's like, it's in the wall, we have to break the walls down. <laughs> I wouldn't be like that, but I've... I've done stuff like I did a I know this is not totally analogous, but I went to Gen Con one year, which is a, a giant um, board gaming convention. Mm-hmm. And they have this thing called True Dungeon. And it's like live role playing where you're, you know, you're cast as the warrior or something. And then you deal with like real people who are playing these monsters. and You have to figure out a way to defeat them. Mm-hmm. And there's like clues and riddles and stuff like that. I was miserable during that. <laughs> I hated every minute of it. And I don't know if that was just related to the character that I had or whatever, but... What did you play as? <laughs> I played as the bard. <laughs> that seemed perfect for you. I know. <laughs> uh, it was lame. Well, do your... Um, what was the character you played in D&D when we played? I don't know. Do you remember the voice? No. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I wanted I you to do it. I need to record it so I can remember how to do that next time. Uh, but yeah, but I don't feel bad about offering something like this when I when I am not a fan of participating in it because i'm totally a fan of building it yeah and i recognize that there are people that truly do love this otherwise there wouldn't be a huge boom of escape rooms around Uh the room so anyway our idea is basically how cool would it be to come to a convention and then yes it's an escape room but what how cool it would be to just get enclosed in this room that feels like a bedroom from a childhood friend in the Mm -hmm. 80s you know, it's not yours. You don't have that familiarity, but you go in and you're like, oh my gosh, this is totally authentic. Like shag carpeting. You got, we're definitely having wood paneled walls. Okay. Um, is it in the walls? Do you, do you have to break into the <laughs> You do not have to break oh. in the walls. But anyway, so um, give me some ideas okay. for things we have to include, All like right. props or whatever. Yeah. And then maybe some ideas for how you would incorporate some sort of clues and stuff. Okay. Well... You would have like so if this was my eighties thing, you would have to have a um it would be a TV on a cart because for some reason, um, I always remember TVs being on carts yes. and then they had a shelf under it that would presumably have a VHS player mm-hmm. on it. Uh, but 
I usually always had a video game console or a couple on it. Um, so I, I hate when my when my mom was uh, clearing out my grandmother's estate. Mm-hmm. I hate that I did not take her TV tray, her TV card, because mm-hmm. that is exact. And that was that was the TV that she watched until she passed away. And it was exactly what you're talking about. It was wood grain with mm-hmm. metal, yep. and it was a TV. And then on the bottom, you had the VHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had that at like multiple houses because, like, at my granddad's house is where my Atari 2600 and 7800 were. And like, and and the annoying thing there was that tr- the tray underneath the TV was not a solid thing. It was mm-hmm. like single strips of metal, and so it was annoying. But um, all right, so you'd have to have that. Uh, there has to be posters on the wall. Totally. You're going to have to have an F-14 poster uh, on the wall. Oh, for like Top Gun? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and a license to drive poster on the wall. Oh, well, you have to both Corey's for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Because so I specifically say those two things because when I first moved to this area, um, I lived in a uh, model home. So uh, the house that I lived in was a housing manufacturer's um, display model they yeah. would show you and then yeah, show this is what we basically. can build uh-huh. right and so the the home was moved from land that they had to sell because they were putting a Walmart there or something and that so I lived in that house so that house when I lived there was that model home was built in the 80s mm-hmm. and there was nothing changed about it and so one of the bedrooms was the the quote unquote girl room and it had a license to drive poster on the wall that is awesome. and a cheerleading poster and then the boys room had F14 posters oh and my stuff gosh. and like just um, um, uh, like aircraft carriers and uh-huh. stuff like that. It was so funny. Um, and I just left it that way. <laughs> I was just like, this is great. Uh, all right. So you have to have those posters on the wall. Um, you're going to have to have a My Pet Monster somewhere in the bedroom. <laughs> and then um, let's see. So I want to be the, uh, the the dork in me and um, my friend Glenn, who, who I'm going to be building this out with. Mm-hmm. You know, he himself in real life is a historian mm-hmm. and a museum. Um, he runs a museum. And so I really want that authenticity mm-hmm. of I want to pick a I want to pick an, a specific time period. OK, like 84. So, right. I, I mean, I don't have in mind. It could be 89, it could right. be 87. Mm-hmm. But I want to be sure I want to be true to that time to mm-hmm. where everything we have in that room would have to be created before that time period so i don't want to mix like oh here's ninja turtles from the 90s right. mm-hmm. and also here's a trs 80 computer mm-hmm. um but i think i'm definitely want to have a desk yeah with maybe a computer on it okay um, but it'd be an early like atari 800 computer or a trs 80 or something like that okay um because i think the desk could leave an opportunity for drawers right mm-hmm to have clues oh, and junk and stuff. To, you're going to have to find some some blank 3. Point, or yeah, 5.3 floppies. Oh yeah. I I want some I want them to have to interact with the computer right. in uh-huh. some way. Um and insert some insert some disks or something. Yeah. Oh my god. You should get um was it Commodore what used the uh they that used tapes. That's what you should get. You think? And then they have to record like they have to pick up, use a CB radio to pick up a a a thing and record it, and then put that into the computer in order to. That might be it. a little too complicated. We don't oh, want people breaking no. down the walls, Brian. <laughs> um, so I think that's something we could do. 
we're definitely going to have to have a VHS player. Yeah, and it and has I, to be top-loading, like where the thing pops right. up. Right, uh-huh. I've got one of those. And I, I definitely think we'll have to record something yeah. to VHS, so it'll be a clue. You have to be careful, though, because the people that are in that room are going to want to pull the tapes apart. What? Because that's what I would do. I'd be like, there's something inside of here, and I have to break it apart. To no, get to no. Oh, I, maybe we should be clear on our rules. Of, <laughs> nothing will have to be broken. Okay. Right? Um, so we'll have a bookshelf. I think you can have some great books and things, and maybe there's like a clue inside a book, like in the pages of a book. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible. <laughs> you party animal. That you. was from the eighties. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the Bible is huge. Oh, there was, there was actually a Bible show that I used to watch in the eighties, a cartoon. That was pretty good. I can't remember what it's called. McGee and me. No, it was like these three kids and they would time travel to different Bible stories. I can't remember what it was called. I'm sure it was. Well, I'm not going to have that. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm probably not going to have that in there. Um, but what are some other ways to interact with clues? So we, the videotape that you can play, the computer program you can run, mm-hmm. clues just hidden on the back of pictures or on the books or something. Is there oh. anything else interactive? Oh, cassette tape. Yeah. So we got to have something on a cassette tape that you can play and listen to an and audio box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a ghetto blaster. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I was, I was, I came up with a great idea, but then forgot that it was 80s theme and not 90s theme because I was going to say you got to have a hypercolor t shirt that has like a message on it somewhere. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, we'll do that for next year. Next right. year we'll have a 90s theme okay. room. And it's like, it, the clue's in the shirt. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, uh, so because I've never done a an escape room, it's, it's a little hard to think of stuff. Uh, have you ever played the card game Unlock Mm-mm. or Unlocked? So no. I think it's Unlocked. So it is a board room, or a uh, it is a card game that is an escape room, and the cards will have things that you have to like look at and like go, oh, there's a twenty four like in this floor mat or whatever. So go to car- like pick- take out card twenty four, and then I it'll have I've, a clue. I have done a game like that. There's okay. like a series of them. Yeah. They cost like twelve bucks. Yeah, or... that's unlocked. Oh, okay. Then I've done that. Okay, I hated it. <laughs> oh, really? I so I bought one forever ago, and I just played it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, this is entertaining." Like, because I like that. Like at first, I was like, "I really don't want to play this at all." And yeah. then I was like, "Oh, I have to actually find clues in these cards." Yeah, they're like, a great idea. It's a, again, it's a thing. I'm glad they exist. I think they're cool. I personally just don't like it. Like, I think it's I think it's a really cool idea to have something that costs like twelve bucks. Right. You get a whole group of friends. It's really interactive. Um, and it takes, a, what, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, yeah. or something like that. And then you never play it again because, like, once you right. know how to yeah. solve it, yeah. it's done. So, yeah. like, you can either, you can maybe give it to a friend or something. Yeah. But for you and your friends, it's I'll done. I'll give you mine since you like them so oh, much. Oh, thanks, Brian. <laughs> thanks. You can play with your kids. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, looking forward to building that out for Wayback Weekend. If, uh, you're interested in learning more about Wayback Weekend? Check out waybackweekend.com. We're also on social at the same um, at the same place. And um, if you have great ideas for what you'd like to see in an escape room or any cool artifacts we should include, please be sure to hit us up um, here at wayback underscore or waybackattackshow at gmail.com or find us online at uh, waybackweekend.com.
something that I uh, have no problem with doing is driving hours away to eat fast food that is not commonly available to me. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm all for that, man. If you got a if you got a hankering for something, it's worth the drive. I, it, it can even be something that like I don't like or have not had in a while. <laughs> uh, but like I used to drive down to Atlanta just to eat Del Taco. Uh-huh. Before they open up one here. Oh, hallelujah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've just gone all over. Anyway, anyways, this past weekend, uh, I was like, uh, my, my girlfriend was like, hey, let's um, let's go eat at A&W. She's from the north. Mm-hmm. A&W is, is prevalent up there. And so the closest A&W is an hour and 40 minutes from here in South Carolina, Anderson, South Carolina. And so I was like, sure, why not? There's one also, uh, it's probably about the same distance, but right. there's also one up in Tennessee. Okay. FYI. And there's, I know there's one in, in North Carolina also because um, I've been to like Murphy, North Carolina, and I know on the way there's mm-hmm. one, but according to Google Maps, this was the closest. Yes. This is ridiculous to me. I think that A&W <laughs> should be everywhere. I love A&W. Um, their root beer floats are the def- defining root beer float yeah. flavor. Um, you should have told me because I would have gotten one while I was there. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get any ice cream. What? The uh, in fact, um, it was a pretty bad A and W because it was one of those uh, joint ones. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. So it was. Was it a, Long John Silver's? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, gross. And this is the worst. Apparently, this restaurant had all new staff, uh-huh. and so um, you know, it was a pretty simple order. It was two combos, and that was it. And we waited an hour to eat it. Um, and it was fine. The food was cold by the time it got to us, uh, because oh. I don't know what they were waiting for. They have these new sriracha cheese curds that were the pits. They're very bad. Oh, the no. regular cheese curds were good. Um, so, you know, that was whatever. <laughs> and so I was like, well, while we're in Anderson, South Carolina, let's like, see what else there is to do. The town population in 2010 was 26,000. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really a whole lot. Like, when you look for things to do, like, <laughs> church came up as one of the things to do. And I was just like, okay. You get maybe an antique store. <laughs> there was a couple on the way, but yeah. I was just like, nah. Uh, so we went to the mall. Hey, I, they, at least they had a mall. They did. They had a mall, and it wasn't. there was a church in the mall, right. but the mall wasn't 100% dead yet. Because uh, that's always a sign. It's like, yeah. oh, these non-mall things are now in the mall, so mm-hmm. there's something wrong with it. Um, they actually still, they actually, they had a Spencer's and a Hot Topic in this mall. Dang, this yeah. thing is pro. Uh, so the, um, it's way better than the mall here. Uh, but, uh, they had a books million in the mall and I found a book I'd been looking for, which was nice. Uh, and then afterwards I was like, well, I want some ice cream. So luckily I didn't get some at, at A&W uh, and I didn't realize they make their own root beer there. Did you know that? They make A&W root beer at the restaurant. No, I didn't know they like brewed it or whatever. That's what it, you do. It. That's what it said on the fountain. Anyways, like brewed here, at, like local in shop or whatever. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I looked up, went to Google Maps, and was like, uh, I just typed in ice cream because I wanted. Co- I the main thing I wanted was coffee, but I also love ice cream. So uh, I was Brewsters came up, and I was like, no, they're not going to have coffee. I want something local, uh, you know, because while I'm out, I want to at least see what local stuff yeah. there is. And the the fourth or fifth thing on there was the CNC ice cream and arcade. And I was like, that's exactly where I'm going. <laughs> so if there's an arcade in your town and I'm in it, I will find it and I will hang out there. Exactly. This place was awesome. Um, they had five pinball machines. Well, let me. So I pull into this place, right? And uh, it's like. 
an old Taco Bell. Uh-huh. So think about the size of like a standalone. Oh, Taco really? Bell. So it's like it was it was a it was taken over from being an, a Taco Bell. Only half of it though. What? The other half was a Jimmy John's, and so that half it may not have been a Taco I don't Bell. Feel like a Taco Bell is big enough to split into. Well, it's not a very big place. Okay. Um, and the uh, I feel like so Jimmy John's had the um the the drive through the drive through. Okay, right makes sense. And. Uh, and so when I pull up, uh, like when I get out of my car, because the parking is in the rear, there's no parking in the front, really. And I was like, I, I heard Donkey Kong right off the bat. I was like, okay, cool. They got Donkey Kong. Uh, and so I walk into this place and it's really cool. Like the front, it was really busy. This was on a Sunday. Um, and uh, it was uh, on Sunday, like around 3.30, right? And so you wouldn't think that's not really like a time for lunch or anything like that, right? But they were super busy. And the front half of this place is all like pink walls and checkerboard floor. It's 50 diner, 50s diner. And then the back half is like black walls and then uh, carpet and that's all arcade, right? And I think the most recent arcade game they had was um, uh, Marvel vs. Street or... Uh, Capcom versus Marvel Super versus Marvel Two was okay. was was the most recent game, and uh, so it was it was main mostly stuff like you know Missile Command, Donkey Kong, that uh, Frogger, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and then the pinball games they all they had a pretty good lineup. They had um, Strikes and Spares. Um, they had a Pinbot, a um, Pin. Uh, well, I can't tell what it is in this picture. It was a something pinball. <laughs> have you ever played Arena? Gottlieb Arena? I, I think I have. It's not a very common one. I love that game. It is not a very common game. They the skill shot in that game is awesome. It's like it it, it like it has like like um kind of like a pachinko style thing where like you shoot the ball up and it goes around the circle and then like depending on or plinko. I guess it's more like plinko. It's not it doesn't fall down the pegs, but it has like these like different loops and I don't know. It's awesome. That's cool. Apparently Gottlieb did it in a couple other games. Uh, so uh, the ice cream there was great. I, I got blueberry cobbler uh, and coffee uh, and they had like, as long as you got a drink, the drink was unlimited. So uh, I only drank one coffee, but um, I had a really good time. This place was awesome. I talked to the owner. Uh, it's this guy, Scott. And uh, you know, most of the stuff in this place was all from his uh, personal collection. And, um, you know, him, him and his family, like there really wasn't anything like this. He said that they actually, when they were looking for places to put this place, he didn't want something that had a drive through, uh, which he didn't at this place because he wanted people to come in and play the games. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these games, most, I think mostly, uh, most of the arcade games were from his collection. I think a couple of the pins may have been, but it was, his collection was mainly arcade. Um, but he noticed people were playing the pins more. And so he's been adding to the pin collection for this place. Um, but it was a really cool place. Like the lights were all off. They had no lights on inside. Oh, wow. And he said that they used to do it like at a certain time, like five o'clock or whatever they would do were. Uh, so the reason it's called C and C ice cream and arcade is the first C is cream. The second C is Cade. And so 
at five o'clock, Cade would take over and he would kill all the lights so that the arcade would really would really glow. And they only play CNC Music Factory yes. soundtrack. <laughs> it was awesome. You know, they had the Sega CD, uh, CNC Music Factory game going. It was <laughs> awesome. Uh, but, um, you know, <laughs> when I pulled up, I was like, oh, they're closed because there's no lights oh, on. Oh, no. And, yeah. But, like, uh, I saw, like, as I was driving by, because I couldn't easily get out, I saw that there was someone, I was like, oh, no, there's someone sitting at a table, so they are open, and then we went in. So, uh, you know, there is that. So, I don't know. I, I, I would maybe try to figure out a way to get some light on in the front part of the uh, restaurant. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very narrow and long. They do, like, they have, like, um, there was a party there that night at 5, like a... a um, the place had been rented out for, for like a birthday party or whatever. Uh, so, um, they do like, how did, how was the structure of, uh, payment? Was it, did you have to put quarters or did you buy? Oh, so you'd actually did coin up. Yeah. He said, um, you know, he has, gosh, I can't, I think, I feel like it was $250 for two years was the taxes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but like they, they've been, like 50 cents a play for the pinball machines. I didn't play any of the arcade games. Um, and I was like, I figured I'd play all the pins. Uh, I had like, I had seven bucks and it was like six bucks to play all the pins. And so I was like, I'll just do that. And then, um, and I wound up leaving, uh, because it was getting close to the party time. Like they were setting up and stuff. I didn't want to be there and be in the way or anything. So I wound up leaving. But, um, but he said that like B arcade's been pulling in tons of money. Cool. And so, um, you know, in that same area, there is a pinball museum. And he told me, he was like, yeah, are you here this weekend for, um, for Pinstock? And I was like, no, what's that? And apparently it was, it was apparently some pinball tournament that was going on. Oh, and I, cool. I wish I had known about that because one year I was, I was the next person in line for the Georgia state championships. Uh-huh. And I didn't get a play because someone from out of state, uh, because of Southern fried, uh, he had played at the tournament at Southern Fried, and he made it to the Georgia State Finals, and he wasn't from Georgia. And so mm-hmm. I was like, man, if only I'd known, maybe I could have placed. Right. And then I could have gone and taken South Carolina's seat at the Nationals. But Well, I think the <sighs> best part of this story is that you didn't go there specifically for this. Like, right. you just happened to see what's there to do in town or where to get some coffee, or, mm-hmm. and this thing popped up. Like, what a great surprise. Yeah, I, yeah, it was awesome because um, – you know, their so their mall was interesting. Like they had like a lot of like they had ping pong tables and like where you would think there normally would be a fountain or something like that. They had like a bunch of like giant Jenga ping pong tables, like all these like things for families to You're do like, there. Throw anything. Yeah. We have to try anything <laughs> and everything. We're dying. Get people in this place. But um, and so you would think that like an arcade there would have been would have been like a perfect thing. But uh, I was super happy that I found this place. Well, I think they're smart in that. I mean, I, I think we've seen that. Yes, just arcades can exist right. and survive. But I think it's it's probably great that they had that safety net of well. Let's do this ice cream store yeah. mm-hmm. that has this as well. Right. And if it turns out that the arcades or whatever does better and they just end up doing that, that's fine. But I think it's great to have something, you know, it's like a bar in an arcade mm-hmm. or like here an ice cream in an arcade. So it's it's a good it's a good marriage. Yeah, they had cocktail tables also, uh on on top of like uh on top of all the regular arcade and football machines. So um, you know, I I think that this place will probably wind up expanding 
once like based off of what Scott was saying, I think once their lease is up, they will probably expand to a bigger location mm-hmm. uh, based off of how their business has been doing. So uh, they recently opened up. I think he said it was like August or September is when they opened. So, but you know, if, Hey, if you're in the South Carolina, the Anderson, South Carolina area, you should go check out CNC ice cream and arcade. Um, I was, the games were all very well maintained. Um, he had a sign up, uh, I know ice cream allowed in the arcade, (laughs) (laughs) so you don't want to get the, the sticky residue all over everything. But, um, you know, like it was a nice mixture of adults and kids, you know, like, uh, like they were like the birthday girl that was there. She got there early and, uh, she was playing pinball machines, uh, with her dad. And, but he was like. It didn't seem like he was interested in them, huh? Uh, and she was, and and so because like he wasn't playing them with her, he was just like putting the money in for her and stuff like that. And then like uh, you know she was like, oh my boss stuck, and so I was like helping her find it in, in one of the games, and I was like, oh no, it's just not registering that it That's drained. That's great. One of, but yeah, one of my favorite things is showing a kid mm-hmm. how to play a pinball machine for the very first time. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that it would happen as often as it does, mm-hmm. but you know when I show games at conventions or even actually this past weekend i had someone who was interested in showing his kids pinball machines and Mm -hmm. and arcade games came over to my house for a couple hours and i was like no 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 use the buttons on the side one at a time Mm -hmm. it's really cool sharing it with the younger generation i'm just glad places like this exist to do so yeah i mean i i so going on with what you're saying like there's tons of adults like anytime that i go on a work group thing I will usually try, like, people want to go out drinking at the bar afterwards, yeah. and I will usually try to find a bar that has a uh, pinball at it. Totally. And I'll be like, hey, you have to play with me. Like, I'll do shots with you, but you have to play with me. And uh, and then that's part of the fun because they're all adults, but they, like, most people think, oh, I'm just I'm just trying to keep the ball from draining. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you're like, no, there's, like, there's, like a story to it or like objectives. Like uh-huh. you're trying to complete these things. And then, and then like most people don't even realize that that's, that's, that's yeah. the whole thing. And so, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great thing to explore and share with, with new folks. And I'm glad that places like this exist to do so. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Hey, so that'll do it for yet another edition of Wayback Attack. Mm-hmm. What do you say we do this again next week, Brian? You know what? I'll go ahead and mark it down on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Uh, so thanks for listening. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this, again, more casual, laid-back, in-between episode of the podcast. Um, we'll try to have some great ideas for upcoming shows. If you have an idea for a show or if you have a comment about what we just talked about or a previous show, please, 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 we'd love to hear from you. Email us at Wayback attack show at gmail.com and at the end of every episode we always plead with you to please 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 um like us and write a review for us on itunes or wherever you get your podcast it actually really does help us gain some visibility and 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 therefore new people to listen to the show and so we'd really appreciate it if you can do that yeah or even just tell a friend like that there's been many a podcast that I've started listening to because Preston told me about them and, and vice versa. So. Dude, isn't it awesome when you can find someone who's like a podcast junkie mm. and you just compare your list? Like, oh, are you listening to so and so? Oh, you got. Oh, if you like that, you got to check this yeah. out. It doesn't have to be like a. Oh, oh, do you like podcasts? People are like, what is that? What yeah, no, about? no. <laughs> I mean, it's 
it's a certain type of person. Once you find that yeah. person, you're like, ah, instant connection. <laughs> Uh, so you can get a hold of me on Twitter at B.E. Grantham. Uh, where can people find I'm, you? Uh, I'm at Squared Stiff on, on Twitter. Hit me up. Uh, let me know what you think of the podcast or just talk to me about uh, some great escape room ideas. <laughs> <laughs> he, he needs them because if, if you don't tell him what to do, I'm just going to be like hide the key in the wall. And so <laughs> break out. <laughs> oh, my God. You could have a like a live action breakout thing. No. Pass. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for listening, guys. Bye.